that one thing. I don't know why when a dog fucks a cat, how come it's not a cat dog? How come a cat dog don't come out of that? <laughs> Hybrid theory. Hybrid theory. Ligers. Ligers are a thing. Donkey and a uh, fucking horse, that makes a mule. But a mule I'm can't make a mule. What's a fool? Become a mule. <laughs> the end. It never got to the bottom of that theory. He was gone too soon. That's why he killed himself. That's what I heard in the back channel. <laughs> yeah, he could. Yeah, Chester Bennington was a liger. <laughs> So he was impotent. All yes, he, he wanted would. in life was to have a kid, and he couldn't. He couldn't reproduce because he was a hybrid. He was a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Between a rocker and a rapper. And they couldn't do it. Maybe that's what the hybrid That's theory what their was. theory was. They were like, I have this idea. <laughs> what about rap and rock <laughs> together? <laughs> and the rest of the world was like, all right, we'll listen to you for two years. We'll see how it goes. Figure it out. You know what? We'll put Jay Z on this. Now that was hybrid. That was hybrid. That was hybrid. Honestly, our Belarusian audience is gonna love that little comment. Gotta, gotta make sure we start off right with a good, a good DMCA claim. Yeah, yeah. Gotta if we're gonna do get this with Jay Z. If we're gonna get a strike. Let's get it for two major artists. Yeah, exactly. We gotta get two <laughs> strikes. We gotta get the hybrid strike. The double play. One thing, I don't know why. One thing, I fucked some guys. <laughs> And we didn't become hybrids of each other. <laughs> and I don't know why. I had this theory. <laughs> I'm not gay. It was a theory. I'm a scientist. Get him, Jay. Who you know fresher than whole? Riddle me that. I'd be capping if I said I didn't listen to this before every wrestling match in high school. Hell yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really a big Lincoln Park fan. <laughs> I was just a big rock rap fusion. Rock rap. Rock rap. That's what I like to call it. I'm a bit of a hybrid theorist, though. Rock rap. It's like hip hop, but worse. <laughs> Do you want more? Roar. What the hell are you waiting for? I mean, in reality, I feel like this is my favorite Jay Z song, and it's not even really a Jay Z song. It's your favorite Jay Z feature. I I think Jay Z is highly overrated. I don't want that opinion to be public, though. Yeah, that's why you're saying it before the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want people to know. I uh, I, I like Jay Z, but I don't like. I'm not like a fan of his like early work, which everyone fucking jizzes their pants yeah. over. 
Like everyone's like, oh, the fucking blueprint, all this other shit. I'm like, yeah, but what about Watch the Throne? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the best KZ I can think of. I think it's a great businessman, but like, or like the the one where like Samsung put out his fucking album. Yeah, he YouTube like, it. Yeah, with uh, and Justin Timberlake was on it. Yeah, that was a good that was a good album. Justin Timberlake's another one that uh, I have a lot of respect for. He's super talented because he's funny and uh, good, at, good at music. But uh, like that suit and tie shit, I was never really into that. You didn't like when he did shit with like Timbaland? I did like that. That shit was good. Timbaland, Timbalake. That's a hybrid. That was a hybrid. <laughs> a theory. <laughs> so I think this might be my favorite. Uh, well, Numb is my favorite Linkin Park song, I think. So this is my favorite for both artists. And they decided to do it together for me so I could listen to it before my high school wrestling matches. Exactly. I was just so numb. I had become so numb at that point. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. That was, of course, uh, a hybrid song. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Park slash Jay-Z, Numb Encore. Uh, like I said, my favorite one. My favorite one off the uh, album. Wasn't it a whole album they did together? Yeah, they did like a whole mashup album, which kind of led the way. Like I'm, I'm, I think... Um, like mashups were already happening kind of like on the underground scene Mm -hmm. that was like the first big major mashup album that's a good there was there was a time there's like girl talking shit kind of bubbling around that same time i think there was a time uh was still alive yep it was like in the in the um in that time period, so that that song "Numb Encore," I think, came out in what the mid to late two thousands. I want to say. Mm. I feel like that was like either late middle school or early high school for us. Yeah, um, but in the two thousand tens, there was like this constant thing of like it would be like a rapper and then a, a feature of a, a like a different person singing the hook, which isn't I don't feel like quite as common anymore. I mm. feel like rappers sing their own hooks more now. For Have sure. you noticed that? Uh, that. And then also, like, a lot of what that was, too, in that era. That was, like, the mixtape era of rap. So people were just using samples of, like, legit songs. Like, yeah. the fucking We're Done, the Wiz Khalifa song off Kush and but OJ. it's not over. That was, like, a Demi Lovato sample from her own song. Yeah. Like, she didn't do the chorus for that song. He just sampled that. Well, that was how they used to. That Didn't was pay how, for it. <laughs> obviously not, baby. It was, it was the 2010s, baby. Yeah, it was not paying for shit, piff, baby. Yeah. Well, that was that leads me to two things. Uh, the first of which I remember still. The second thing I don't. But the first thing, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is, um, I was wondering the other day, do rappers still make mixtapes? And I'm gathering from what you just said, the answer is not really. Um. So here's the thing. Uh. It doesn't make sense for signed artists to make mixtapes now because uh, whenever they sign it into a contract with a major label or whatever, they sign like an album deal. You know what I mean? They'll sign like a one album deal, a two album deal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And what labels do to then keep their... P 
people signed on forever is uh if they don't if an artist doesn't put out a full album if they just put out like an like a you know an uh lp or whatever the ep whatever the difference is yeah um long play extended play i think that's what it yeah. is yeah but yeah. but wait why do both of them sound long yeah which one's the shorter <laughs> one the EP? i think eps are like the like four or five songs okay. six song ones so lps are like albums labels don't count eps as albums yes as well as they don't count mixtapes as albums. Mm-hmm. So like whenever an artist is trying to get out of their contract and they're trying to fudge the numbers a little bit, they'll be like, look, I put out like six albums under you guys. And they'll be like, eh, yeah, but four of those are free. Yeah. So we didn't make any money off of them. So you did two albums for us. But it was kind of like, I mean, I kind of do feel like uh, it was a good, like, first of all, they used to use the whole like rapper with the singer feature um because they would both make each other more famous like that's kind of how bruno mars popped off like the first song that i I feel like most people remember that i can think of on a big level was uh when he did that one one with bob beautiful girls Mm. all over the world and like i think bob i feel like he already had like one or two songs out but when bruno mars sang the hook that kind of launched his career and i feel like it worked back and forth vice versa because like yeah, I wasn't that song listening. went crazy. Yeah, I wasn't listening to Demi Lovato necessarily, but when he when Wiz sampled that on his mixtape, it's like maybe I maybe I am listening to Demi Lovato now. Maybe I'll go watch Camp Rock this weekend. Yeah, maybe I will. You know, it's just like <laughs> it was a good way to kind of like uh, launch pad artists and stuff like oh, that. They just sure. don't do it anymore. Well, the biggest thing with mixtapes for like launching artists like that was like the fucking Gangsta Grills mixtapes, like the DJ Drama mixtapes. Which kind of had a renaissance when this, like, I guess last year or two years ago mm-hmm. with um, Tyler, the creator, he did like the Call Me If You Get Lost album and he had DJ Drama do the whole album for him. Mm. And like a lot of people, obviously it is an album, but like it had the spirit of a mixtape and it kind of made a lot of artists be like, oh shit, what if I did a fucking mixtape? Yeah. Just because it made it cool again. Mm-hmm. They just, uh, they, I don't know, it's just another example of the record industry business kind of ruining it a little bit because, yes, it's like they're, they're very short-sighted, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the business model there is very short-sighted and antiquated where they, they, I guess they didn't see the benefits of, like, letting a rapper sample random songs that, like, they may have produced and then seeing that, like, well, now people are hearing that sample, and now you're you're tapping into a whole new audience. They just don't do that anymore, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of sad because I do feel like the mixtape era was a, uh, I don't know. I get I I, feel I like personally if a think it was better. Really good. That makes me want to go be like, oh, what is the original song? Yeah, because I bet that's good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing with samples that I don't get. I think like, I mean, it's obviously been like. Uh, you know, I'm sure it has been abused. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, sampling is an issue, but at the same time, it's like, for the most part, people are using these samples and making a brand new piece of art out of it. Yeah, like, like us. Shouldn't that be enough? Like, we're sampling a song every week, mm-hmm. and then kind of doing like a, a two-hour mixtape after it, exactly. just kind of bringing it Acapella. in. <laughs> and and then the record companies don't see the benefits of letting us do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's uh, 
it's kind of ass. It's it's unfortunate, but I was thinking that the other day because I just remember datpiff.com and like I feel like rappers were just putting out more content back then. Like mm-hmm. it was just like like stuff you could bump and like at the time I didn't even know the difference between a mixtape and an album. Nobody, I mean, unless you were like a huge hip hop head, as far as you were concerned, it's just a song. Like yeah. that was a Wiz Khalifa song, and some of his most popular songs, his most iconic songs, were that type of shit. Well, also you know? like that was. That was like a transitional era too because the ability to put out music like that wasn't around before. You kind of had to go through a record label. You kind of had to put an album out Mm -hmm. because that was the only way people were going to be able to listen to your shit, you know? Like it had to be on a physical disc yeah, and be distributed to fucking every big box store across the country for Mm -hmm. anyone to even hear it. But then all of a sudden, you know, mid-2000s, all of a sudden, datpiff.com. Datpiff, baby. Came out of nowhere. You could just click a button and throw all your music on that bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And millions of people would hear it. Was that kind of like the predecessor to SoundCloud, maybe? For sure. For sure? Yeah. For sure. Damn. Several years ago. Yeah. And now SoundCloud is, I guess, really not a thing that much either, is it? SoundCloud still is popping. Like, there's still a couple, like... uh like underground rap dudes that come out of SoundCloud every year. And sophomore. It's not as big as uh, it was in the height, you know? Yeah. Like in the height of SoundCloud, dude, like that shit was crazy. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but uh, makes you wonder. I had uh, one experience this week. I did want to touch light, light thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's already over. (laughs) I feel like everything. Okay. So here's uh, two things. Uh, the first thing I did watch Pop Star Never Stop Stopping, but I watched Hell the first yeah. half because my brother left the room in the middle of it and we were both I was like me, Dom and his girlfriend, and then they just like disappeared halfway through the movie and I like paused it because I thought they were coming back. Yeah. And then they just never did. And that Damn. was that was four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so now the movie's just on pause. <coughs> Very funny. Very funny. It's a good I was ass movie. Quite enjoying it, dude. We went on a whole uh, Lonely Island uh, deep dive uh, last week after the cast. And uh, another great example of like, we were talking about Justin Timberlake before the podcast. Uh, Honestly, am I crazy if I say that I think that that was some of his best work? As an actor? As an actor and as a musician. Yeah. When he he tag teamed with uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah. Lonely Island, baby. Like, okay. Again, Justin Timberlake. Like, he's one of those guys, he's like a Jamie Foxx type guy. Like, Mm -hmm. one of those guys, just like multi-talented, super good. You know, you see certain musicians, like when they're guests on Saturday Night Live, and you're just like, how are you so bad at like being, like having a script written for you and just like saying- This is tailor-made for you. Yeah. You've done rehearsals for this, mm -hmm. and you're still fucking it up with the cue cards. But he nailed it, dude. And he was one of those Disney Mickey Mouse Club kids. Like, Mm -hmm. he was just fucking good with it, dude. He was. I think that, like, some of his stuff, like, girls were really in... I'm going to say particularly girls loved the 2020 album that came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. As long as I got my suit and tie, I'm a hammer on the floor tonight. I never got into that, dude. I never got into the whole suit and tie guy thing, you know, because I think there was a time in my budding music career when I was trying to figure out who I was going to be. And my first idea was not good. 
and that was the sweater vest guy. That's not a thing. Yeah. There's no sweater vest guy, you know, which yeah. I guess is like, I don't know. I think, I think that's for the best. It's definitely for the best. It's definitely. Uh, that's like some fucking like church music group shit. Yeah, I think, I guess I was going for like the coffee house thing. You know, you're going for the boy next door. I was, I really was unfortunately going for the boy next door, but I really was putting off like big time virgin energy, mm-hmm. big time virgin energy. Nothing screams virgin like a sweater vest, unfortunately. Yeah. Although at that age, at that age. Yeah. I think some, some dads can pull off a sweater vest. Yeah. If you have a kid, then at least you have physical proof that you're not a virgin. Yeah. You could say definitively. I've had sex. Yeah. <laughs> this sweater vest might suggest otherwise, but I have but trust me. had sex. <laughs> Here's the proof. Yeah, it was just not a good look. And then, of course, I went through my uh, white t-shirt phase, which is ironic I say that now because I'm wearing a white <laughs> t-shirt with my band's name on it. the white t-shirt phase. <laughs> I don't think I left that either. But <laughs> I think the reason why I kind of embraced the white t-shirt phase is because that was more actually me simply because I wear the same shirt every, like I wear the same five shirts and then I just took it up one more level and I was like, well, if I'm going to wear the same five shirts, why don't I just make them all the same shirt? Yeah. And that way I can truly be a literal cartoon character, you know, the Mm -hmm. white shirt, black jeans. And then that, now I'm just, I don't know what era this is, dude. I have Mm -hmm. no idea what era this is. This is just whatever's at the top of my dresser, you know? But that's real. People like real. That's real. This is the real era. <laughs> this is the real era. Speaking of reels, shouts out YouTube Shorts, baby. We love YouTube Shorts. We love it. To all content creators. All microphones that aren't recording the podcast but are still actively listening to us during the <laughs> podcast, i.e. the iPad, my <laughs> iPhone, Jimmy's Samsung, the iMac, <laughs> all of the, the mics that are actively listening. We love YouTube shorts. Oh, it's... Dude. Help us in the al- algorithm. They are trying so hard. I almost feel bad for them. I almost feel bad for YouTube. Because if you're pushing us, I feel I feel a little bad. Yeah. I feel a little bad. But it's like, it's weird because they... Well, li- no, if they're pushing us, you know they're pushing everybody. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> so thank you, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, we know you're listening. I get a lot of remember this meme <coughs> videos, Love, which are always great. Remember this meme videos. It's like, you guys remember this one? And it's like, can I pet that dog? <laughs> no. Can I pet that dog? <laughs> I'm like, I love this video. You know an old meme somebody brought up on a, on another podcast on, on the Info Warlocks podcast with Samantha Kelly? Hmm. Somebody brought up Old Greg. Remember Old, old Greg? Greg? That was like, I don't even know if that was like a meme technically. But it was... I mean, it, it like... It was a it viral was, video. It was like a meme and it was one of the original viral videos. I was never a big fan of Old Greg, to be honest. I, I don't... I didn't get british humor back then i still don't get british humor i'm still not convinced it exists yeah i was i was like in middle school when that shit was going around i'm like i guess it's funny that he's in a costume it is kind of annoying that british people kind of just have this cope where they're like oh you just don't understand british humor you don't understand yeah, british sarcasm. humor yeah we actually left all of the the flavor and spice that makes things <laughs> funny out of it. It's dry. It's dry, bland. It's bland. It's bland. It's like, no, I mean, like, 
you know, American humor is pretty universal, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to walk around and be like, oh, you just don't understand American humor. Yeah. Everybody understands American humor because it's fucking funny. If you have to explain why your humor is actually funny, I just don't get it, then I'm going to have to lean towards maybe it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Maybe British sarcasm isn't funny. You know, because we all have sarcasm. What's the difference between American sarcasm or just sarcasm in general and British sarcasm? I think the difference is one makes you laugh. One is actually like you say something like sarcasm is sarcasm. Yeah. You know, American sarcasm is just sarcasm and British sarcasm is when people try to be sarcastic in a text and you're like, are they being an asshole right now? Or is this supposed to be a joke? Yeah. But they do it live in person. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, it's no good. British humor. I think with old Greg, we, that, that happened to us in, I want to say high school time. And I think it was one of those things where, Nobody really thought it was that funny, but because everyone would like quote it, you kind of had to like know it. You know yeah. what I mean? Another video I would describe like that, I know this is going to hurt a lot of feelings, but the one where he's like, the unforgivable video was like, I went up to the window. I told that bitch, give me some waffle fries and for free. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I liked that one. That's good, but was it? Was it legendary? That one was good. I think I think just because time and a place it was legendary status, just because there wasn't that big of a pool of stuff to pull from at the time. Yeah. But I would put that above old Greg for sure. I'd put it above old Greg because that's good old fashioned American humor, baby. Mm-hmm. You walk up to the window, you say I want some chicken and waffle fries for free. Mm-hmm. That's American, baby. That's American. Not like I'm old Greg. I go. I don't even remember how it went, dude. It's I just don't like, either. I just remember they're like on a swamp or something. It was that, like a boat. I feel like the same people who liked, uh, like, who have like uh, Jack Skellington tattoos are the mm. people who really like old Greg. Yeah, who just have like misshapen Tinkerbell tattoos yeah. because of massive weight gain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> emo does not age well it does not i think people should think about that more often like you don't see any 40 year old emos yeah you don't see emo people after a growth spurt (laughs) i think a good don't see any post-puberty emos yeah a good rule of thumb for for any children listening to this which i hope is a lot um any phase you're in where you can't picture yourself being that guy when you're like 30, it means it's a phase. And if it's a phase, why do it at all? Yeah. Why be seen? I know that, right, who am I talking to? A high schooler in 2006? Why be seen? Uh, but like, what's like, whatever it is now, it's like, you're not, it, it, it's very obvious that it's like a silly little thing. Like, are there any 50-year-old goths? Actually, unfortunately, there are 50-year-old goths. Yeah. There are. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, dude, let it go. You're not goth. You're 50. It's a sad. You can't be 50 and a goth. You can't be 40 and a punk. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to fucking half of the punk scene in Baltimore. But it's like, dude, if you're fucking 40, like, you should kind of... Bro, you, know, you got to hang up the fucking sleeveless denim jacket with all those buttons. 
like I actually I, I I hate using punk as the as the <laughs> as the example because I actually kind of like punk culture. I respect a it little more bit. than the emo scene culture, and it like punk at least isn't like a middle school phase. Punk is more of like a high school college type thing. I feel like because at least for punk, like you're fucking you know you're probably getting a bloody nose you're fucking moshing you're doing all this you know crazy shit you're not just like crying about a fucking poem yeah yeah so like punk is above goth and scene but it is like when you go like dude if you got gray hair and you're rocking a fucking like biker jacket and you drive a prius like get the fuck out of town yeah i guess like if you're like a real punk then I kind of respect it. Because, like, punk is, like, a whole lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah, like, like, if you smell like shit and your hair's greasy and, you know, like... Like, you don't If you're have really rocking it, like, if you're really doing the punk shit, I, could, I respect that. Yeah, but if you, like, actually have, like, a job, like, you work at the post office and you're yeah. a punk, it's like... If you're a button-up punk... That's silly. If you have a fucking long sleeve shirt to hide your like shitty tattoos for your day job, fucking grow up. Having an aesthetic at all is, I know I'm the least aesthetic person, but I feel like it's just kind of immature to have Mm. any type of, I think it's immature to have an aesthetic. I do. I think like if you have any type of thing, like if you, if you like paint your nails or something and you're like an older guy, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, your teen years are the years... You're trying to get pussy. Yeah, but you're... That's what most aesthetics are. Let's be real. But what 40-year-old woman is... I mean, I guess that exists. I guess there's punk women, too, Mm -hmm. in their 40s. But, like, I don't know. It's like, what... Like, at a certain point, don't you kind of grow up a little bit? I mean, at a certain point, I feel like just fucking... You know, if that's comfortable for you, and if that's what you rock with, I, you know... I've been hating a lot. <laughs> We've been hating a lot. We're hating. We're hating, but also like you can't I can't hate that. You got a license to hate. But like, you know, do whatever's comfortable for you. Do whatever you feel like doing. But, but at also, the end of the day, you look like a fucking dumbass. You look like a dumbass and don't be afraid to consider growing the fuck up. Exactly. I'm not saying don't do it, but just every now and then when you look in the mirror with your greasy mohawk just consider maybe i should grow up yeah maybe punk is dead yeah just ask yourself this question looking at your your face in the mirror Mm -hmm. just look at yourself be real and just ask am i doing this for pussy and if the answer is yes just grow up just grow up grow up you don't have to go to fucking emo night and bang a 16 year old (laughs) you don't have to do that you don't have to do that (laughs) have some self-respect yeah, I'll give it to the emos there. They did they did grow up. I don't think they became any less depressed, but they did they did eventually grow up. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I'm glad when I look back in my timeline of history, there's no like phase. Do you think they have a phase? You ever have a phase? Mm, I don't know if I had a phase, but I definitely like I feel like middle school. I definitely I mean I'm fucking literally wearing all black right now, but like middle or, school, you know, I definitely. I had like a fucking, I had an Invader Zim patch and a Simpsons mm. patch on a hoodie. But that's just because I liked those shows. <laughs> yes. You know what we were? 
I described this to somebody before, and I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast. Mm. We were alt. Alt Invader Zim was another one of those shows where you either actually liked it or you were like, you were uh, like emo. You were like emo. <laughs> it was like one of those like things that people either liked. You liked because it because it, like, it was funny, or you liked it because you were like, "Fuck the world." Yeah, it was kind of. It's kind of like um, I want to say, not quite a perfect comparison, but the way Rick and Morty was for like adults, mm. at uh, the same people. Oh yeah, like th- like people either liked it because they're like, "Oh, this is a new show to watch," or they liked it because they're like, "This is my personality now." Yeah. Yeah, I I actually heard somebody unironically suggest that uh, Rick and Morty was like one of those shows where you really had to like keep up and like get it. And I was like, dude, you not realize yeah, that that's you're, like, you're a meme right now. Retarded. You are a meme. <laughs> this is another thing that you I think you need to like do homework for a fucking adult cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot suggest this enough. Whoever you are. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> Grow the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Be aware of your stereotypes. I make a point of it every day to look at myself in the mirror and say, all right, here's the vibe that I'm putting out when I step out of the door today. Here are the things that people are going to assume about me. And then I make a point of it to not be those things. Hmm. To not be those things. Every group of people should do that. You should be aware. So if you are a uh, 30-something-year-old guy, consider not being super, super into like Rick and Morty and breweries. Because that's exactly what I think you're into. Hmm. And that should discourage you. Yeah, well, that's that's a big topic debate right now because I think like I guess a couple of weeks ago, um, the the creator like Justin Roiland or whatever, I think he got arrested or at least like information came out about a fucking like domestic abuse situation he was in, and then a bunch of shit that people tried to cancel him with a couple of years ago, rightfully, rightfully mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. He was, like, grooming fucking, like, kids online through, like, Tumblr and shit and, mm. like, all this other weird shit. And, like, for a week straight, people on Twitter were like, I love my boyfriend. Uh, he is one of the biggest Rick and Morty fans ever. He has all of their Funko Pops. <laughs> he, like, da-da-da-da. And when he found out about Justin Roiland being a bad person, he told me, babe, don't worry about it. I'm going to stop watching Rick and Morty. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ. This is like, all you have to do to be a good person now is just not watch a TV show that most people stopped watching years ago. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. (laughs) Justin Roiland's defense to all of his allegations was like, well, you just just don't get it. You don't don't actually, you know, there is actually some subtext. Yeah. Uh, When I was trying to bang those underage girls, did you read the last message I sent to her, though? Where I said, don't tell your parents about this? It ties everything together. Because... She told her parents. <laughs> <laughs> and that was meta. And that was meta. <laughs> I actually broke the fourth wall with that because I actually went to real jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm method. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess another thing that kind of parlays to is there's like a new Harry Potter game coming out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are getting mad about that because of uh, 
J.K. Rowling, J.K. Yes. Rowling or whatever, because uh, she's like transphobic or something. So said. So they say. So they say. I'm not. I'm not too well versed on all this stuff, but apparently, like trans rights activists are like bullying gamers now for playing Harry Potter. <laughs> it's. It is so dumb. It is so dumb. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's it's especially dumb because the same people that like like isn't Harry Potter huge with like those types of people? You I know what I mean? So, yeah. And I mean, I didn't read any of the books, but I, I liked the movies. Yeah, I liked the movies. And honestly, the game looks kind of fun. <laughs> it I, I might play the game. <laughs> yeah, dude. That doesn't mean I hate trans people though. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is strange how they just attacked her for that. Like I don't think that she said anything wildly uh crazy or wildly anything that anybody disagrees with honestly i mean mean, and if she did she's like literally a fucking like old grandma white person like have you ever talked to your grandparent before they still say colored people yeah like what the fuck yeah they say colored people instead of people of color yeah oh my god they don't just call rugs oriental (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's strange. Now, I as a non-gamer, non-nerd, uh, I'm not fully invested in the video game aspect or the witches and wizardry, witchcraft and wizardry aspect of things. But from my uh, seeing of what J.K. Rowling said, because I think we did touch upon this a while, because this has been an ongoing thing for a long time, yeah. and I feel like every eight months, people remember that they're supposed to not like J.K. Rowling. And what's especially silly about it is like then they have to like retroactively go and like make new movies where they're like, oh, well, Dumbledore is gay now, and then fucking they made like I think they apparently have like a trans character in the game, and it's like, what is what is the goal here? What is the goal? What are we shooting for here? Like, now we got to make Dumbledore gay? Dumbledore's not fucking gay. He's two different actors, I know that. But he's not fucking gay. And it's like, why Why do we, like, it, it just does strike me as like, what is, what? what do we want? What do you want? She made a fucking awesome story. It was a truly awesome story. The fact that I sat and watched all seven of those movies like last year Mm. that's a good fucking story dude i'm not watching 15 hours of shit that sucks and the fact that it it like opens up this whole world of magic and it helped so many people and like you know with wonder and stuff like that and then you gotta find something to attack her for because she fucking thinks that like i don't even like i don't even like the word turf i don't i I, like i feel like people just make a thing and i think anything one syllable sounds mean Mm. i've noticed that if you anything one syllable it just seems like jap jew it's like whoa 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 whoa. so they go turf and it's like i don't know she just like she just thinks what she thinks i don't know yeah i mean i really don't even remember any of the shit she said but, uh, yeah, it's a fucking video game. I don't even think she had anything to do with it. <laughs> like, I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, maybe they have to pay her licensing fees to mm-hmm. use that brand, but maybe not because it's probably owned by Warner Brothers at this point. 
Well, they apparently had some like uh, I think the big thing that kind of blew it up was uh, they had like some like uh, thing where like all the Harry Potter actors and stuff did like some reunion thing, mm. and they disinvited her. Uh. And then all the like actors were like kind of shitting on her a lot. Like like fucking Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter guy, was like so disappointing to you know learn that this is her opinion. It's like, dude, she made you. She yeah. literally made you. Now I'm not gonna lie. If there is anybody on the planet that should play Harry Potter, it's him. Yeah, I've never sure. seen a guy fit more directly into a role than him. But let's be honest, dude. Would would Daniel Ratcliffe be anything without J.K. Rowling? Yeah. I mean, technically, the only people that should be mad at J.K. Rowling are people like me who've had to be called Harry Potter <laughs> for fucking like three quarters of their life. Yeah, if anything, you should be not playing that game. I shouldn't be playing that game because she <laughs> made the ultimate insult for me. <laughs> Harry Potter looking ass boy. <laughs> and then fuck Seth Rogen for making McLovin. <laughs> 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 this is what we need to be talking about, dude. <laughs> it's like so shitty, though. It's like, dude, how could you, like, this woman, before you were even a twinkle in the world's eye, I mean, I'm sure he was born at the time, but he was a fucking nobody. He was like you or less than that. He was like a fucking eight-year-old. I think Who's less famous than an eight-year-old? That was like a contest, too. Was it? Yeah, it was like a contest to... To pick who would play Harry Potter, because I remember my brother submitted for it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So your brother could—it could have been my him. My brother could have been Harry Potter. I honestly could kind of see that too. And he also had a scar on his forehead. Wow! But it wasn't dude. a lightning bolt. Just think about how different this conversation would be. I know. If, if it was your brother, that was Harry Potter. <laughs> We'd be like, actually, we completely agree that. J.K. Rowling is a turf. And J.K. Rowling is a monster. <laughs> She's a monster. She's a monster like one of those ones she wrote about in books. <laughs> we don't talk enough about the goblins who ran the banks. Mm -hmm. They were... Uh, that was uh, working towards something I, I noticed. I was like, hmm, who are these guys supposed to be? Uh, but nothing nothing crazy. And she did yeah, kind also of... It's like, bro, look at Star Wars... All the aliens in Star Wars is racist as fuck. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but guys, fuck, fuck Daniel Radcliffe, dude. It, it's so, it's so annoying that you're gonna get famous as fuck, and then like, basically, like, has he ever done anything since then that's been even remotely close to the fame he got from Harry Potter? Didn't he like fuck a donkey on stage or something weird um, in like some weird screenplay? Yeah, he like took his dick out for a horse or something um he was in the last movie i saw him in was lost city which is also honestly a banger mm. sandra bullock and channing tatum and brad pitt brad and daniel pitt. radcliffe mm. great movie this uh this is a good time now that you brought up a famous actor mm -hmm. um uh i was thinking about actors that are consistently in good movies. Like if you had to take any actor and give all of the movies that you've seen him in a zero out of four star rating, mm -hmm. uh, Brad Pitt's up there, dude. 
He's rarely in a bad movie. Brad Pitt's up there. You know a movie that stunk recently that he was in, though? Bullet Train. Didn't see it. Did you watch that? No. no? Okay. Therefore, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. I haven't <laughs> seen the proof. Um, no, yeah. Bullet Train, I think a lot of people liked it, but I just thought it was kind of dumb, honestly. There's like a running joke about one of the dudes like really loving Thomas the Tank Engine. And when we're watching, it was just so cringy. It was like one of the weirdest fucking things ever. Yeah. And then like that literally became a running theme for the whole movie. And it's like, God, this is like such a bad joke to fucking keep coming back. They just to, committed to, like, to a bad story along. And we even looked it up because so we were like, did they make this like change for the movie? And it's like, no, apparently in the book that it's based on, that same corny-ass bad joke runs throughout the whole thing. Really fucking dumb. Really bad. Uh, yeah. Bullet train zero out of four. Everyone's going to have some bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not exist. I don't know that this movie exists. You're saying it exists. You're talking about actors that have never missed, though. <laughs> yeah. And, you know... And Brad Pitt is one of them. Brad Pitt is one. Doesn't exist in my. I'm talking about actors that I have never personally experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Be in a movie that I didn't like. Um, Jonah Hill is kind of up there. If he didn't make fucking Don't Look Up, if he didn't make Don't Look Up, I'd say Jonah Hill is pretty much uh, like a untainted legacy. You know, and that's one that I haven't seen. So I'm going to say that Jonah Hill is an untainted legacy. Perfect. See, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting Look, somewhere. You get one and I get one. <laughs> we all get our mulligans. Um, and the the most important person on this list who has been highly criticized as of late mm. is Leo. I mean, yeah, I know you're going to go there. Leo. But he he is a rare he's a rare breed in that I think all of his movies are hits. So I think yeah. he's very picky about what movies he's he's in. You have to be. Tom Hanks is almost kind of like he's that also too. Very picky about who he dates. Very, <laughs> very picky. The pussy posse is very picky. The guy has a type. He definitely has a type. Yeah. Um. Spring chickens. <laughs> now, as very young, like <laughs> as a person of humor mm-hmm. i do think the jokes are funny oh it's i enjoy hilarious. the memeing i did see one tweet that in my opinion kind of took it too far where it was this and like a lot of these opinions are like people that like do they actually think this or are they saying this because they know that a bunch of other people are also going to pretend to actually think it because it makes them feel like they're part of like some like we're good people because the main thing here is going back to the whole uh like wow all you have to do is like not watch something that makes you a good person everybody wants to be a good person and when you provide them with easy ways to be a good person as opposed to difficult ways to be a good person they will jump to it Mm -hmm. so if you tell someone that they can get a sense of moral superiority over the common man by, by not doing something. By not doing the something. The laziest shit yeah, possible. They will do it. They yeah. will not do it. Exactly. Oh, all I have to do is not play this video game and now I'm a trans ally? Okay, I'll do that. I'll not play a game. I'm not playing that game. I guess yeah. I'm a fucking... I'm a fucking... You're an ally, dude. I might as well parade down fucking Central Park right now, baby. I'm a fucking ally. Or I'm just not doing it because it's that fucking easy. So people, these opinions get passed around. The tweet was... Uh, 
we need to stop with like the jokes about Leo because honestly, it's crossing over into it's it's crossed over into like sexual predator shit, uh, something like that. Paraphrasing, um, and that was kind of where I was like, all right, I in my opinion, I kind of feel like we're right where we need to be as a culture in just kind of like ragging on him, you know? Yeah, no, I like. I like ragging on him. I like the jokes as well. Um, the one thing that like really like hit me though was like I'm sure you saw it where it was like Leo is dating a girl whose like high school uh, career was affected by COVID nineteen. Mm. <laughs> like, sure, mm-hmm. she, she was directly affected. She had stay at home orders for her senior year of high school or whatever the yeah, fuck it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a yucky. It's not like it's uh, here. Here's the two things I always, uh, have to consider. Um, it is a weird thing to be. I think he's like going to be, he almost 50. I think he's almost 50. I was going to say almost 40. I think he's almost 50. Um, and like routinely, pursuing girls that are like 20 21 i think his current girlfriend is like 19 mm-hmm. that is something worthy of like it should give you pause it should definitely give you pause but at the same time like i mean these girls aren't aren't like getting tricked into it you know what i mean like yeah they're not and they're also like this is this is kind of what bugs me about it's like on the verge of like sugar daddyism slash like this is literally launching their careers to be a fucking Instagram hoe. Here, here, yeah, here was kind of like um the the kind of weird double, not double standard, but the weird kind of like dissonance of the way we think about shit. We talked about this before on the podcast where there's this culture where like sex work is glorified and like you know it's kind of like pushed as like a empowering thing to like have an only fans or like make money off of dudes who are paying for you it's like okay great whatever you think about that that's awesome um so we've decided as a society that it's perfectly acceptable for an 18 19 20 21 year old girl to post like sexual like not just like kind of like totally like nude sexual you know fingering herself content for dudes to subscribe to and jerk off to and shit like that and that's totally fine but if but she's and she's totally an adult enough to make that decision but she's not an adult enough to date one other dude who's older it's like where are we on the thing cuz i think there's a there's a really big uh, issue we have right now as a country um, where we have all these different uh, things and we're, we're ne- that don't line up with when is an adult an adult. You know, you can't drink until you're 21. You can't smoke cigarettes till you're 21. You can fuck on camera when you're 18. You can get a tattoo when you're 18. You can vote when you're 18. You can't rent a car until you're 25. It's like, I really do think we kind of need to have a consensus on when an adult is an adult. And at that point, 
that should be the end of the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we're going to say that an 18-year-old is an adult, then we can't then bring sexual predator into the conversation if a 19-year-old is dating a 49-year-old man. It's weird and it shows like it, it it's not a good look for that guy because what it shows is like you know look there is a dynamic of when you are uh that much older and it's it's very clear that it, it almost is more of a testament to your shallowness because no offense to 19 year old women or 19 year old men i use that term loosely of course yeah um but yeah it's more so like gold digger alarm goes off rather than sexual fucking you know creep it is if you want to really look at the power who's getting more out of that relationship leonardo dicaprio is already one of the most legendary figures in american media he's not like he's definitely not like his best look like he's not george clooney at this age Mm -hmm. he's fucking leonardo dicaprio off a movie so he's fucking not taking care of himself you know what i mean like, if anything, she's getting the raw, you know, she, raw end of the meat. <laughs> 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 she is getting an opportunity to have more fucking uh, fame than she probably could have ever imagined. That's a reality. That's a real thing. Yeah. Um, and he's and getting also, what like, out of it. And also think about it this way. Do you know how many old ass motherfuckers are dating nineteen year old, twenty year olds that aren't famous? Yeah, that's more. That's what we. That's more prevalent. Yeah, that is more prevalent. (laughs) It's much less common that a nineteen year old guy, when she's dating a forty nine year old guy, that forty nine year old guy is the most famous actor in the world. Yeah, that's an anomaly. That's almost something you can understand. Most people aren't getting clout out of that. This girl is able to get into. Some people are just getting their fucking like rent or their power bill paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're getting your fucking rent paid for. This girl is getting into the most top-level yeah. fucking parties, meetings, connections, and things like that. This could... Yeah, getting Instagram verified. Fucking yeah. skyrocket like, her career. 100,000 followers off rip for no reason. And you think she's not thinking that? Because, honestly, what other motive does a, a 19-year-old girl have in dating a 49-year-old girl? Unless there's some type of, like, you know, he can do something for me. So we can't ignore that aspect of it. I'm just going to the point where it's like, you can't, if we're going to say that 18 is 18 and like, oh, you're going to get on your fucking high horse, but it's, but then you log into Pornhub. How old do you think all those girls you're jerking off to every night are? You mm. think they're, you think they're 34? Some of them are. Yeah. You think that MILF is actually yeah. a mother? That MILF is 26. <laughs> okay. And that's when you're really kind of kinking that's it up. That's when you're with, aging out. Yeah, with your MILF phase. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to jerk off to mature. And by that, I mean, I'm going to jerk off to a girl who's five years younger than me. Like, that's fucked up. The mature category used to be the MILF category. Mm-hmm. If you're really trying to see a MILF now, you got to type mature. You do. Because a lot of these girls are immature. At, if you look at MILF, yeah, you're seeing some immature MILF. Immature. Out there. You're not a fucking MILF. Yeah, you're 22. Yeah. You're on you're on fucking 16 and pregnant, and you, now you're a MILF. Yeah, you might have a child. I'm not going to take that from you. <laughs> but you are by no means uh, what we think of when we think of MILF. It's like, it's so hypocritical for people to encourage like sex work as a thing. And it's like all these people on OnlyFans. 
the vast majority of them are 19, 20, 21, 22. Bro, you don't want to see the demographics of anyone's OnlyFans. Yeah, you don't. That shit's going to be so, fucking geriatric. So who the fuck? Or like, dude, I don't, that's, I don't know. It's, it's a whole rabbit hole, but like the same people that are like calling this shit out also have an OnlyFans and their fucking dad subscribes to them. You got some bigger issues to fucking Ugh. fry. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, dude, it, it just speaks to like, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, I we've extended this advice to a lot of people on this podcast, but I think the big thing for him is grow the fuck up. I mean, I understand, like, you know, it does, like, if you're dating someone younger, I'm talking from someone like, uh, like my girlfriend's like four, five years younger, six, six years younger than me. She's 24. I'm 30. Um, it does kind of. How you guys have been dating for what? Like uh, 10 years? 10 years, now? yeah, 10 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. Yeah. For people that don't actually know us. Yeah, for people just tuning into this YouTube short. um, And like it does, you do get a certain aspect of like you do kind of feel like you're like, okay, like it, you do, it does give you an element of kind of feeling younger. That's not why if you're in a healthy relationship, that's, why you're, that's not why you're doing it, hopefully. But you do kind of feel like you're kind of like a little bit more in touch with like, okay, like I still am in touch with like my youthful side or things like that. And that's harmless and stuff like that. But when you're like 49 and dating, it's almost the dating thing that yeah, gets me more than anything. Weird. If he was just fucking 19-year-old supermodels, I don't think I'd have anything to say. It's like, okay, take out the night. You're fucking supermodels. Mm -hmm. uh, what like what man who's being honest with himself is going to sit there and go that's just disgusting sure i follow you know i'm speaking hypothetically sure i follow a bunch of instagram models who are probably in their early 20s and i like all their content and follow them but it's just but i'm not a sex pest because i'd never have a shot at fucking exactly any of them. yeah <laughs> i have zero chance at any of this and therefore i'm going to accuse a guy who does as being no what he's really doing is just doing what he can do which is bang hot supermodels you know and that's not what every guy wants obviously but for a lot and of is the that a crime <laughs> yeah maybe it is yeah, maybe it is in certain countries <laughs> a crime but this is america <laughs> no it's just it's just like it's it's just guys not everything has to be a big thing you can just make fun of him for having a tendency to date much younger women you don't have to take it to the point of calling him a sexual predator because what that really does is it undermines actual sexual predators and their victims because there's actual people that are actually dating underage girls uh, and that really goes on. And when you try to make that equivalent to a 19-year-old adult, and I know that when you get to 30, you don't think of 19 as an adult and especially when you're 50, you probably shouldn't think of 19 as an adult because they're an adult but they're not an adult the same way you are any in the same way that when you're 18 or 19 you're a teenager but you're not the same type of teenager as a 13 year old yeah you're both in the same league technically but we all understand the difference between a 19 year old and a 13 year old they're both teenagers they both could, in theory, be in the same high school together, but they probably shouldn't be dating, and they mm -hmm. legally can't. Um, but 
when you start taking uh, Leo and trying to pose it in, in a thing that's bigger than it is, it's actually counterproductive to what we're trying to do here. If we're trying to bring awareness to actual uh, sexual predators and stuff like that, a good jumping off point is not taking two adults and saying that this is equivalent to statutory rape because it's not. It's yeah. just not. And like I said, you know, if if you if you're a 40-year-old man and you make a point of it to exclusively jerk off to porn of 40-year-old women, then all right, fine, you can say something. But you're probably not. You're probably yeah, not you're that You're probably guy. not. And if you are doing that, what are you hiding? Yeah, what are you hiding, dude? Why are you only doing that? Are yeah. you like afraid of letting loose the monster that's inside of you? Absolutely, dude. Are you afraid? You scared, bro? Mm. Um, which kind of ties into another semi-related thing. Are we we speculated on this a couple episodes ago about the children's content being pushed uh that is questionable. And the podcast account, I really don't use the YouTube account, the podcast YouTube account. I don't really use that for browsing. Like my TV is linked to my uh, sophomore account, my main account. That's where mm -hmm. I watch on TV. That's what's pulled up on here. I'm logged into the YouTube account at my home computer because that's where I upload all the videos. And so I just leave that on that. Um, I really don't watch too much YouTube because I don't have premium on that account and therefore I got to sit through all kinds of fucking ads. So nine times out of 10, if I decide to watch a video while I'm on my desktop, I will just switch accounts to my sophomore thing real quick. It takes one fucking second because it's already logged in and then I'll watch it on that so I can skip the two 30 second fucking ads. A quick plug for YouTube. Um, YouTube premium is the best $12 you will ever spend in your life. I've, I, I know that sounds... Is it $12 a month? I think so. That's fucked up. It's kind of worth it. I know, but it, it it's like I whenever I accidentally do click a thumbnail on the podcast account and then I see an ad pop up and then I have to wait 10 seconds to skip and then another ad pops up and I gotta wait five. Yeah, no. I'm like, dude, I can't... Do it. YouTube is my main source of entertainment. Mo I would say 90% of what I watch is YouTube. So I can't, if I can pay $12 a month, that's fucking what, 30 cents a day. If I can pay 30 cents a fucking day to not have to sit through ads every time I watch a new video and in between videos, yeah. I will gladly and during do it. videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, but for whatever reason, um, the YouTube algorithm at first, I noticed it. I was getting a lot of uh, um, videos that were just like uh, it was like college sports, but like girls track meets, like women's track meets, like University of fucking Florida, and it would just be like the thumbnail would just be like the chick's ass, and then like so well, like incidentally, incidentally, you know, but it, it's done that way on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, at first thing, like, well, I mean, it's at least it's bringing attention to the sports because, you know, whatever. So you go to the comments and like all the comments are like pretty harmless, just like men of culture. Glad to see you again. But it's cool. It's like, OK, we're just like, you know, you click on a thumbnail and it's like, OK, you watch a chick do a pole vault and then, you know, she walks away and it's like all the guys are like, wow, she's beautiful or whatever. And it's like, whatever. These are all adult women. This is cool. Um, 
Then I started noticing. So I watched like, I don't know, I probably maybe three videos over the course of a month. Mm-hmm. I'm just clicking on that. And then I started noticing. And this really kind of freaked me out the other day. And it really, I, I, it legitimately like made me say out loud, like, get the fuck out of here. On my fuck. So then I start seeing like all my YouTube shorts are like, you know, chicks playing guitar and shit like that. And I'm like, the fuck? this is on the podcast account. Yeah, like, the algorithm I, thinks you're a girl. Well, I, the algorithm thinks, the algorithm knows that I'm a dude. The algorithm knows I'm a dude. Are the, you sure though? Don't you remember like five years ago when you could like look up your ad shit on Facebook and like based on your <coughs> search history, the pages you liked, stuff you post, stuff you comment on, Facebook kind of generated their idea of who you were. Oh, and yeah. And that information went to advertisers so that they could sell ads to you. Yeah. And when I looked mine up, it said I was a democratic black female. <laughs> you know, now that you mention that, because I looked that up too, and when I looked it up, it said I was a, a liberal, like something. And I was like, hmm, I, maybe I just view myself as more conservative because of the sphere I'm in, where I'm actually kind of a generally liberalish, liberalish guy, but because I'm like in an environment of people who are like really liberal, I view myself as like a conservative. That could be a possibility. Mm. But I also think that I almost am wondering if they kind of did it on purpose to like be like, see, we really don't know that much about you. Look, we don't even know that you're a white guy. It's like, yeah, you fucking do. I put in my fucking info that I'm a male. And you oh, you're telling me Facebook's algorithm thinks I'm a I'm a you you have access to all my photos and all my information that I added in, in high school before anybody gave a fuck about putting out their information, my fucking birthday, yeah. my, my fucking, fucking cell phone number. My, yeah, my cell phone number, <laughs> my address. Dude, I can't believe we would put our cell phone numbers on our Facebooks. Yeah. I, we gave you everything. <laughs> we gave you every piece of information you could ever want. And oh. now you're telling me that based off of all this scientific analysis, you think I'm a black woman? No, you don't. No, you don't. I need to jump in because I forgot about this and this ties in perfectly. But like, do you remember like early internet when there were all those like scams where it was like, win a free iPod by entering your name, your number, (laughs) your age, your address. And if you win, we'll send you an iPod or we'll send you a hundred dollars. We'll send you this or that or Mm -hmm. that. Dude, I like, I knew all of those were scams, but I always signed up for them just on the odd chance that they (laughs) weren't. Yeah. So like... Whenever you look me up, uh, I mean, I don't know if I should be broadcasting this, but uh, like all of that information obviously got sold to a bunch of different companies or whatever. Yeah. So like there's like, you know, a couple different Eric Glazers that live in my parents' house and they all have different ages and birthdays and like (laughs) all this other random shit. But I went to go pick up mail from my parents the other day. And I got a newsletter about um, a Switzerland prostate pill <laughs> for like men in their 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's some black chick named Erica Glazer who's got three new iPhones. <laughs> I don't know how I got this. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. But like just randomly, I'll always get shit like that like random weird like adverts or like flyers or newsletters like mm-hmm. 
every once in a blue moon, they'll just pop up at my parents' house to be like, oh, yeah, you're a fucking, like, 50-year-old man whose prostate is the size of a grapefruit. Like, <laughs> take these pills. Yeah, that's probably from, like, like, okay, I know this might sound kind of like uh, a far-fetched idea here, but I do remember there was a time when people were kind of putting out, like, yo, if you click this and click that on Facebook, it'll show you, like, what Facebook thinks you are. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like, a thing that was, like, yeah, no, pushed. And that was the thing. And... That was the original topic of yeah. conversation. Yeah, is that not strike you as maybe an opportunity for Facebook to because they were under heat and have been under heat for a while of like you know having access to all your information and all this shit. And so if that was going to get pushed and all these people were going to now check like what does Facebook think of me? Don't you think that was maybe an opportunity for them to be like, see, look, we don't really know that much about you. Like we thought you're a black chick liberal. Like, dude, that's, yeah, that's fair. bullshit. Like, I absolutely think there could be a possibility where they were like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Like, everyone is saying that we're like tracking everything they do, that we know every single little detail about them and that this, which is true, which is true. So what we'll do is we'll have like a thing go around to where everybody, it's going to become like a thing for like a week where everybody's just like, yo, I just checked my thing and this is what they said I am. And it's like, of course, like it's all fucking wrong mm -hmm. to the point where it's absurd. Like I can understand the thing where they were like, oh, we think you're a liberal leaning. And I'm like, well, actually, I consider myself a little right of center. Like that's one thing. But when you talk to the point where it's like they don't even have your gender, I'm sorry, that is fucking bullshit. Like they absolutely I mean, know all that shit. I don't know. Because even to this day, half of my like ads that I get on YouTube are like in Spanish. I have no idea why. Like, <laughs> I think Comcast thinks I'm Mexican or something. <laughs> well, on YouTube, like I said, there's these thumbnails for track meets, whatever. Like, I clicked on a couple out of curiosity, whatever. It's like, you know, fucking University of Iowa track meet. And you're like, okay, you know, I'm a fucking guy. I click on a fucking thumbnail. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like, you watch mad college wrestling videos. I do. So I can see that. The algorithm taking that to be like, oh, what if he's just a fan of college sports? Yeah, he and loves also it. he's a guy. He's a guy. Let's show him these thumbnails with fucking asses on them. Exactly. <laughs> this guy watches dudes' asses all day. Maybe we'll try and mix it up a little bit. Throw yeah. a little fucking what if we'll do a little girl in tights. Conversion you know? therapy on him. Yeah. <laughs> see if we can make this gay guy straight. Hey, dude, we notice you're <laughs> a little bit too into Big Ten wrestling. <laughs> and we're thinking maybe you should check out this. Minnesota versus Michigan track meet. There's some nice young ladies there. Maybe you could meet like so YouTube's trying to help. Um, so I click on the other day, and I feel even weird saying this. The other day, I think it was yesterday, maybe two days ago, I see a fucking thumbnail that was like alarming to me. And what it was was it was a girl doing like stretches like poses and stuff like that. And like, I see a couple of those, like there's also videos where it's like Instagram models doing like fucking like try on hauls where they just like try on different outfits, different Halloween costumes. And it's like, all right, whatever. Like this stuff would always be in my algorithm popping up. And I think that like, you know, like fucking YouTube is just like, well, you're a fucking 30 year old dude. You probably like this type of shit. We don't really have much to work off of because you don't use this account. So here you go. And you've clicked a couple track things. So whatever, you probably like chicks, whatever. So they keep throwing it out. And like, then it just gets gradually more like sexual to the point where now it's like, 
it'll just be like a girl just like doing yoga, but like it's all like like camel toe poses and shit like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, and you're like, oh, I think that this you know, is. When you say girl, I'm hoping you mean no. Like this an is adult like this is woman. that's what I'm saying. This is adult women still. This is okay, adult good, women. Good, good. So it's like you know, like twenty something year old girls doing like in fucking yoga pants, just doing like stretches and shit. And it's like you're like. Of course, you're going to click it out of curiosity because you're like, what is this? Like, this is weird. And then you see it and you're like, okay, like, I guess this is what like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm better than this. Like, oh, I don't like when girls are hot, but right. like, you know, are I mean, guys really jerking are, off to this? People are either using that for yoga or it's like that, you know, today's version of the Sears catalog when you can't get a Playboy. I promise you nobody's using it for yoga. I promise you this video is entirely catered to like girls just doing like the fucking and then sometimes they'll even break out like the fucking like face, whatever that face is, whatever. And you're like, this is like, okay, this is like the fucking like weird incel content where like mm. guys like, I guess jerk off to this, like whatever. The other day I get a fucking thumbnail and this girl looks fucking young, dude. It like freaked me out. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was like like doing like gymnastics poses and stuff. And so I was like, okay. So I fucking saw the name and I fucking went on. I was like, okay. And I was like trying to figure out. I was like, there's no way this girl's like, this is fucking creepy. Now. There's no fucking way. And so I fucking look Instagram, Russian gymnast. She's fucking 15, Ew. 15 years old. And, and I'm thinking like, is this like some kind of weird sex traffic? Cause she's in Russia and like, she's just like smiling in front of the camera doing all these fucking poses, like the same type of shit. And then the comments are disabled on it. I'm like, look, and I'm like, fucking, what the fuck is up with this? And I fucking went on this haul where I just fucking went through my YouTube. I just fucking, all the videos, like, like all the fucking track meet videos, yeah, anything. Not interested. I was not like, interested. not interested, not interested, not interested. Cause it like freaked me out. Like I was like physically fucking angry. And it's like, it's weird that the, the next step that YouTube tries to take you when you just watch fucking, if you click on a fucking thing like that, it then takes you, and you hear about, Matt did an episode on, um, it makes me uncomfortable to talk about, but Matt, it, it, this is the other thing that, that I've noticed about this type of shit, is because it's such an uncomfortable topic, people don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't feel weird talking about this because I, I, I do feel weird talking about this because now I feel like even the fact that I'm saying this people might be like oh well what the fuck is up with you what are you looking at? it's like i fucking promise you fucking youtube at some point just went oh well how about you try this mm. and i saw that and i was like no what the fuck are you doing why is this shit like and then they know it's that type of content because the fucking comments are disabled so you know like obviously the fucking and then like yeah, there was a problem with the comments that yeah they had to say we're them. like matt, there i watched some youtube video uh where they were talking about that um a while ago and then matt brown on the trap podcast did a thing where they kind of like went down a rabbit hole on youtube and like basically it's like there'll be like just regular videos of like girls and stuff like little mm -hmm. girls and then basically like guys will like leave in the comment like a timestamp, and you click on the timestamp, it'll be like them like doing something like kind of like like eating a banana or Ew. like something like that and it's just really fucking creepy rabbit hole and it sounds like this conspiracy thing and then i go no, back i could to, totally see that i go back to this conversation we had before talking about how like that type of stuff is pushed and then 
Well, it's like it's almost the same way that like you know, uh, the FBI will like undercover gas up a bunch of like dumbass like white nationalists to go fucking bomb a place mm-hmm. and all this, but just so that they can stop it from happening and be like, look, we stopped yeah. terror from happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but also you kind of like stoked the flame for it to actually happen. That's kind of what I assume. This like hasn't been in the news that much, but recently in Baltimore County, did you see that story about like the fucking like woman that got arrested because she was going to go shoot up like power plants and take down the power grid in Baltimore? I think I it sounds familiar, but, but dude, I they glossed over it so quickly in the news. But like, I saw that and I was like, "Yeah, she definitely got, she got got." Yeah, like, she was definitely not like she didn't look the most mentally stable. Mm-hmm. But you know for a fact that some fucking like government agent was like chatting her up, like yeah. instigating that shit. Yeah, they instigate it and they create it's entrapment. That's yeah, no, what they do. Yeah, they create a problem just so that they can be the solution and then get all the glory for it. And then they can create a narrative from that too. Yeah. That's the other thing. So they they basically create these they like even with um I think the when like Gretchen Whitmer thing happened a couple years ago, I guess at this point, but like it turned out that like there were like nine or five, I think it was like five Maybe I want to. I'm making up a number right now, but it was like it was like a single digit number of people involved in the thing. And oh, were they like they uh, kidnapped the fucking governor? Yeah, governor. Yeah, and more than half of them were, were undercover agents. Were undercover yeah. agents. So <laughs> literally, you go on there and it's like you you find these guys that are just like, yeah, man, it's fucked up. This fucking shit is like blah blah blah. And then the FBI is like, yeah, man, we should do something about. It. And they're like, yeah, man, I'm thinking blah blah blah. It's like, no, nah, man, like that's not. You know, that's not enough. We got to really make a statement. They're like, oh, what do you mean? They basically like give them the idea. They're like, no, man, you got to do this, man. This is for the fuck. And then as soon as they're like, yeah, let's do it. Then they fucking grab the, nag the guys. And it's like, those guys weren't going to do that probably. They were just like pissed off dudes. They're too stupid to do that. Yeah, they wouldn't have organized that. You gave them the idea. You gave them all the tools to do it. If I really wanted to kidnap the governor of Maryland, I don't know if I could pull it off. No. Even if I really wanted to, if I was like, Eric, I can't do the podcast this week, I'm plotting kidnapping less more. Uh, I don't know how successful or even close to successful I would get there. I'd probably need an undercover agent to be like, well, check this out, dude. He's going to be here. Here's I'm his like, schedule. Yeah. And like it, it's like- We can nab him here. So that goes on. That does go on. Now, the biggest thing I get to is like, I don't know what the motive there is in terms of when I talk about like the, the content that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but it just, it seems like this weird thing where like, uh, in the same way when we talked about that other tweet where the guy posted his, uh, a screenshot of his page, was like, why the fuck is Instagram pushing this? And everybody was like, why are you thinking that's sexual? Like, why do you see his video and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, I'm seeing this because I saw this same video two weeks ago of a 24-year-old girl doing it, and it was fucking sexual. Yeah. And so now when I see a 15-year-old girl doing the same thing, that makes it, it, it is what it is. And then you're afraid to say it because it's like that, maybe you feel like you're outing yourself. It's like, well, why are you looking at it? It's like, no, no, that's how they shut down the conversation. And so, like I said, I didn't want to fucking bring this up because I was so fucking mortified by the fact that this fucking happened that I was like, dude. But then I was like, no, like this is an experience that I fucking had. It fucking made me feel really fucking weird and angry. And I imagine it's, it's, 
a thing that a lot of people have experienced that maybe just are like, well, let me just not talk about that because that was weird. I'll just click not interested and fucking move on. Mm -hmm. But it's like, why are you, why are you probing us with that? Why are you putting that in there? Why are you even putting that thought in people's minds? Why are you pushing that content? Why isn't this content removed? Why is it that when uh, you know New York Post posted a fucking article about the Biden laptop that was removed immediately from Twitter, but you know if a fucking fourteen-year-old girl is doing fucking sex poses in a fucking yoga mat, that you don't fucking why is that? Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. We live in a society. We live in a society. A society. It's a little short on eggs right now. Segway. Listen, I you already know I'm going chicken mode. You going chicken? <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm getting a chicken coop. I'm, <laughs> I'm being the egg man of Baltimore. Dude, I went to fucking Walgreens the other night. Now I think the egg shortage is over now. Well, but also. You're going to Walgreens to get eggs? I didn't go there for eggs. <laughs> I went there to get a fucking Valentine's Day card, which there is no shortage of. Yeah. We have an abundance of Valentine's Day cards. But also, like, all those kind of stores, they're always jacked up. Dude, $10 for a dozen eggs, though? That's I've never crazy. seen it in my fucking life. Dude, $10? cheaper than that. Dude. You get a 12-pack of Coke for, what, six bucks? I, I, I could not fucking believe it. I could not fucking believe it. Now, granted, that has come and gone. I think I went to A plus today and there was like a billion cards of eggs. I was like, sweet. Mm, thank you know? God. So I didn't really have much to say about that. I was just trying to segue out of that horribly uncomfortable conversation. Uh, which, I, got, I got something I can talk about. What you got? So, uh, you know, new homeowner, you know, doing all this stuff for my house. One thing that I, I got set up very early on was... I wanted a doorbell camera, but I didn't want like, you know, I didn't want like the ring or anything. Like a lot of those, a lot of like the security things all come with like a monthly subscription shit now. So I was trying to figure out one that didn't have that. So I finally found a, I found a cam, the wise cam. And, uh, I got two of them for like 40 bucks. Uh, you put an SD card in it. So basically like that's your continuous recording of it. It doesn't like record to the cloud or anything like that. Um, but it still gives you alerts for when people, you know, pass through whatever area you designate in the image that you want to get yeah. notified for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll get, I'll get notifications on my watch every once in a while. And if it's like when I'm, I know that I'm not there and I know Elizabeth's not there, I'll be like, Oh, Andrew's here. It'll be like, you know, a male person or like a package gets dropped Or a female. Off. Or a female person. <laughs> you know? No judge. Mm -hmm. No judge. Hey, a person. A person. A person. A person. Um, you know, and they'll come by. They'll come through, whatever. And the other day, Elizabeth was working from home, and I got a notification around noon, and I was like, oh, I wonder what she's doing. And uh, I looked at it, oh, she's taking the trash out. That's cool. And then, like, three minutes later, I get another notification. I'm like, she just took the trash out. What is well, she, she doing? Was she taking the recycling now? Well, yeah, come on. <laughs> I know she's not taking the recycling now. <laughs> so she's going to be I so mad up, at me. I pull up the live feed, and uh, there's, like, you know, like a door-to-door -door -door salesman type person who came through and, like, caught her. I think she was about to leave to actually go into work, but, like, they caught her right as she was leaving and then like they're kind of posted up on the steps talking about like oh you know 
uh, we're for ADT security, da 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 da. Like, um, you know, oh, and you guys just bought your house, right? You know that some of that money in escrow, like, that's that's supposed to be yours. Like, if you sign up with our program, we can use that money. You can get it right to you, and then you can spend half of it on security system. Da, 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 da. So I'm just listening in, looking around, like, oh, this is sketchy. Like, not wearing an ADT uniform, like plain clothes. Ooh. They pulled into our driveway. I don't know if they're looking to see if anyone is home or not. And then all of a sudden got trapped in a conversation with Elizabeth. So I'm like, I'll take a picture of her just in case. Uh-huh. Just in case, you know. <laughs> um, and I'm just like listening in. And one of the things you can do is like tap to turn the speaker on the camera on. And you can talk through your phone into, uh, you know. Yeah. Talk to the people. So I was like, I turned that on and I was just waiting. I was listening and they're like, you know, they're, you know, telling all this bullshit and like this, that, and the third, you know, we can help you get money and then give some of the money to us. Da, 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 da. And, oh, you know, you guys might need help with security system. And I just like turned the mic and I'm like, we already have a security system. And then they're like, oh, oh. And they looked up and then like within 30 seconds, they fucking left. Oh, and I was like, mm. "Do you think that that was?" Uh, I think it was a fake. I think it was fake. I think it was fake security. I think they're scoping out the house, looking. You know, a lot of people get robbed around the time they move into a house. I don't know if you know that. I. That's when robbings happen the most. That makes sense. Recently, Elizabeth's sister moved into a new house right on Forty First Street. Very active, right by the giant. Uh, they're out of the house for like two hours, and someone kicked down their door and took shit. Why do you think that is? That's when you move in. Uh, cause like that's when every scam happens. Cause like there's a big alert that goes out to all the scammers. Like, dude, I I can't even count on my fingers how many times we've gotten fake like mortgage payment letters in the mail with like wrong information about our loan and when we signed for the house and when we moved in and. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, whenever you buy a house, this is just FYI to anyone who's listening who's either in the process or just bought a house. People see that and understand, like, oh, okay, they had enough money to buy a house. They're going to have enough money to get scammed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, you usually don't pay like the first month after you sign a house. So then that gives the scammers enough time to fake print up a bunch of documents and then literally, dude, like we've literally gotten, you know, those like the, the mailer, mailer stuff that like, uh, there's like perforated things on the side and the top yeah. for like checks. Uh huh. Like we've gotten those that are just legit scams. Like they'll send that to make you be like, Ooh, I got some money. And then you open it up and then they send, they have like half real information and then they're like, we're with First Home Mortgage, and your first mortgage payment is due. Like, here's your your account number, <coughs> and it's the wrong number. This is the date that you signed for your house, and it's like two days off because the information doesn't like yeah. sync up perfectly. Whoa. So dude. then it goes all the way down the line to fucking scammers that go door to door to either, you know, try to scam money in person. Or they get that information and they're like, mm, there's a new house to scope out. There's probably a bunch of stuff still packed up in boxes. We can just run in there, grab a couple boxes and make off with some loot. Wow. Yeah. 
Dude, that is uh, not to scare you or anything. Yeah. First of all, scams are getting good. Scams, scams are getting good. Scams used to just be for old people. I know. Well, at first, I was waiting for the perfect time to scream over the thing. Scammer alert. Scammer alert. Scammer alert. <laughs> but then I got Ali, like, you know, I got the alley-oop. They're like, you know, are you guys interested in getting a security system? And I was like, <laughs> we have a security system. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get things like that. You know, naturally, look, one of the benefits of being a loser is not a lot of people are looking to steal my identity. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people are trying to hack into my bank account. And that's why I can't. Well, the best part, like, you know, as someone, I'm sure like you, for most of their life who didn't have any money. Yeah. I was never afraid about getting scammed. Yeah. So I like, but that also made me realize like, okay, now that this event in my life happened now all of a sudden people are trying to fucking hit me up for a bunch of shit you've, of course this shit's a scam you've crossed over into the scam zone i've crossed into the scam zone i'll get like texts to my phone that are really believable and i could see how other people could fall oh, yeah. for them like i get texts from my phone for like your pnc bank account is frozen i'm like all right luckily i don't have a bank account at pnc i'll get stuff <laughs> like i've gotten i've gotten a couple for mt mnt which i do mm -hmm. have and then i had one for paypal where it's like your paypal account is frozen there's like a link and you click it and you can see exactly how it works they they mm -hmm. say it's like a notification from paypal you click the link, you fill in your information. Guess what? Now they have your login information. Yeah. Now they can fucking access your PayPal account. And it's like, dude, I mean, some of these things have given me pause where I'm like, hold on, let me, like, I'll even like go onto my PayPal account and just make sure everything's good. And I'm like, okay, okay, everything's good. This is a fucking scam. But it's like, I could totally see how like if people aren't thinking, even if, even if you are like a pretty put together dude you're like out drinking with your friends you get that notification you're a little buzz and you're like what the fuck and you yeah. just fucking click it now you're fucked it can happen to anybody dude no yeah it happens to the best of trust us. nobody not to scare you but going into this whole when you just move in that's peak time um i think i might have told you about this before but uh my uh kids uh this kid dallas that i was in cub scouts with um they lived in maryland and then they moved to uh, some other place. Um, and I think South Carolina. This is years ago. It's probably like 20 years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. We were very young. And um, they they bought a house in South Carolina. And while the dad was kind of like getting everything finalized, he had them all like living in like an apartment for like a month or whatever somewhere nearby. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this guy... It was the mom and the son, and I think the dad was staying at the house still, like just getting things together. And so they were alone, and this guy came by earlier in the day and was just like, hey, you know, blah, 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 so you guys are like new to the building, whatever, and just kind of giving her some type of spiel. I don't even know what it was. I can't remember the exact spiel, but kind of a similar thing. Mm -hmm. Um and just kind of like got information, like so, like you know, it's just, she was like, oh well, you know, we just bought a house, blah, blah blah. My husband's staying down in blah, blah, wherever. And this guy, that night, that same guy, I guess that he had gathered that it was just her and the son. And the son is like a ten-year-old kid. He had like a brain tumor removed, so he wasn't. He was like a um, mentally disabled person. Mm -hmm. um, and so he that night, thank God. The father 
was actually came back that night and slept over in the apartment that night. That night, he went into the balcony thing to the bedroom mm. and like broke open the fucking sliding glass door to the bedroom Jeez. and tried to come in. And the fucking dad, like in the middle of the night, like saw him like standing in the fucking room and fucking like tackled the guy Ooh. and like restrained him uh, and uh, got him arrested. Obviously, I don't know whatever happened with that, but like that story to this day is terror. The I is there anything more horrifying than waking up and somebody's in your fucking room? Hmm. I mean, you're fucked yeah, at that terrifying. point. Like, and I mean that I never put two and two together on like, wow, maybe you know it. It, it I don't. I still am kind of trying to gather like, you know, like people are constantly casing you. They're yeah. they're seeing like, what time of day does this guy fucking leave? What time does he come back from work? And like that very well could have been a situation where that guy's like, all right, like the fucking dude that lives here works these hours and during the day she works from home or something like that. Like mm -hmm. these are things that are like legitimate fucking things that are like scary. And it's like, I uh, want to yeah. believe that that guy was just That's like, why I legit. Well, and you know, it was a, it was a girl. So like, oh. I think that might've had, you know, uh, maybe, Elizabeth's guard was down or whatever, but I remember like, you know, literally a day after we moved in, a fucking eighty eight eighty ATT or whatever ADT guy came through, but he had a fucking polo, it said ADT on it. He had a clipboard trying to sign us up. So then when this person came up with their fucking like, you know, regular sweatshirt and blue jeans looking like shit, it's like I you maybe you work for ADT, but I'm snapping a couple pics of your face full and clear in fucking HD <sighs> just in case you don't. Yo, think about this, though, because, okay, so here's here, here's a one thing that's a positive mm -hmm. and one thing that's a negative. The positive is if this is a scam operation, mm -hmm. the scam would be if they're sending, if this is like a fucking situation where uh, I, I would say that because there's a woman involved, it's probably just for robbing you. It's mm -hmm. not for like raping you. <laughs> like Jesus seriously, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that, that's what I mean though. Cause I feel like if it was a dude, I'd be like, is this just like a lone wolf dude who's like scouting out the fucking place? Yeah. The fact that it was a woman that they sent up, if it was a actual like thing like that, then it could very well be that they're like, look, this, these people just moved in. Um, we're going to send up a woman because that's less, you know, naturally your guard does go down. You feel naturally less threatened, even as, especially as a woman, as a man, you're just like, all right, like I, I I'm a little bit more less on edge, you know, mm -hmm. it's a chick I can talk to you, whatever. Um, and then basically she's saying all this shit, basically trying to get the information out of you, Oh yeah, which is we don't currently have security system mm -hmm. at which point she can then go relay to the people in the operation. Yeah. These people just moved in. They don't have yep. a security system for sure. Now we're fucking good to go. Oh yeah. And that was, that's the first place my mind went to too, but also like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. That's the first place my mind goes to, but also at the same time, like I'd rather be safe than sorry. So like I took the precautions of if that is the situation, I have fucking video and photo proof of someone who's tied to that fucking scam or whatever the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, but also I want to live my life as if 
Oh no, there's that was just a shitty door to door sales. Exactly, person. exactly. You don't want to be. I'd rather live there. my life like that, but also I want to have the security of that security. Yeah, and and you know what? That's another beautiful thing about getting older. Uh, you know, I, you're less concerned. Like when I was younger, I'd be more concerned with like being polite and like being super nice and just letting them do their spiel. But now that you're older, and now that you're fucking like you're a king of your castle, and you're just like you know what. Even if you are really a door-to-door salesman, like I don't really have any problem with just being like, "We got a security system, get the fuck." Because on the off chance that you know you are not that, mm-hmm. then you know, or and then what's the wor- worst case scenario is you are a salesman, and now you know you, I, I was just rude to you, but it's like, okay, whatever, I don't give a shit. I got bigger yeah, fish okay. to fry here, dog. You know, that's that's the nature of your fucking job. Yeah, dude, that's man moves. I'm proud to hear that. Mm-hmm. And now we're definitely getting our fucking guns, baby. <laughs> oh we're <my> definitely <laughs> getting guns now, baby. You hear that, EDT? I got a home security system for you. Oh, shit. It's called 10 Shots and One. Okay. Right Folks, this podcast is brought to you by Eric's Mom. Eric's Mom. Uh, Eric, actually is brought to you by Eric's mom, believe it or not. Um, Joanne, very nice lady. Uh, big fan of the cast, I think. I think most moms are fans of uh, fans of casts. You know, moms are really your biggest fans, you know. She's probably trying to call into the show live to get some commentary yeah, in. Yeah, she, she is trying to get some clout. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I feel like, uh, you know... <coughs> I feel like both of our parents are at the age where it's like, you got to pick up just in case. <laughs> you got to pick up, dude. You, you fucking like, I've, I've noticed that too. My dad had a, uh, he had to go to the hospital uh, like a week or so ago because like his blood pressure was just going wacky and he was like getting like lightheaded and shit. And uh, I was just like, damn. Uh, yeah, you can't be the kid that like didn't pick up for that. It starts to, I know my dad. It's like, it's eight o'clock. My parents yeah. should be asleep right now. Yeah, it starts to... <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Well, I mean, seriously, though. It's like, what do you, what do you call it? You know, and like, I think that, you know, before I had this experience with uh, my grandfather, which, you know, was really the first truly impactful uh, death. My father's father died, and I, I cried about that in high school, but it wasn't quite the same. Uh but my my mother's father died. That was very impactful. It was truly like a whole saga. Um, and uh, it kind of makes you realize your own mortality and that shit, you know, can it, it really can change in an instant. And uh, also you just uh, see things you see your parents and their generation getting older mm-hmm. and then you start thinking about things like shit like it is it's a weird feeling uh a because you know the minorish aspect of it is is like you kind of gauge your own age by the people around you it's kind of relative so like you know i think what makes a lot of people feel old is when they see like you know, the last time they saw a person, they were like fucking three, 
you know, if they're like a kind of distant relative or something, second cousin, third cousin, you don't see that often. But like every few years, you wind up at some family event and you see them again. And it's like, whoa, shit. Like last time I saw you were literally an infant and now you're like 10 years old fucking like running around talking about shit, filming TikToks. And it's like, it then that puts in perspective how much you've gotten older. You know what I mean? And it's kind of the same thing with your parents because you start seeing them age and things. um, And then you realize like, whoa, I'm that much older too, you know? And you know what? The thing that's really kind of hit me recently, uh, people used to always say life is short. And I would always be like, no, it's not. Life seems pretty long to me. Now I got to say, doesn't seem that long. Life is not that long. No, it's not. Like, literally... I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. Very short. In the same time period that I've aged to 30, in this same amount of time, I'll be 60. Mm-hmm. And in that same amount of time, I'll be 90. And in that amount of time, I'll be fucking dead. It's not that long. No. You know? And you don't realize how not long it is until... Like, there's just certain little things that clue you into it. Like... um, I got really uh, amped up the other day. Uh, oh, um, I was at the gym, and um, another guy, Al Salou, was there, also a, a member of the wrestling team. He was a couple years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was telling me that, like, uh, apparently the school is making the wrestling team practice from 6 to 8 now. They don't have access to the wrestling room directly after school. So used to practice just like after school mm-hmm. practice boom um and uh he was saying like yeah like it's really fucked up the team because like a lot of kids like you know if they have to already go home they don't have the transportation to get back yeah and so a lot of people dropped off this year because of that and that like really fucking infuriated me because i know because i'm fucking from towson that that high school and this area does not value that sport we're a lacrosse town we're a fucking you know but soccer like, baseball what are, they, what are they using it there's a wrestling room cheerleading are you using it for cheerleading why exactly i'll tell you why because it's 2023 and uh i don't know how else to put it but it's fucking bullshit you know and they they completely undervalue uh they've already watered down that program so much they've told coaches they can't do this they can't say that they can't make kids do this they can't and it's like you know if you understood what that type of environment has done and continues to do and has always done for young men trying to learn how to become because that's really what it was about you know Towson wrestling was not this standout fucking program we never have been we've had years where we had a couple really good guys but we've never been a powerhouse team that wasn't the point as i now realize the point was is that we were teaching people how to be men we were you know giving you a situation where you learned how to overcome when you learned you know so many people in life just struggle with the idea of like even something as as simple as losing weight or something like that where you actually learn from a young age like well i can actually or even the most important thing that 
you actually can tangibly improve yourself by working hard. You can see the results. And so many people never have that experience. And so it's almost like this kind of like mythical thing where you just hear like, work hard and you'll be successful. And you're like, okay, I guess. But it's like, no, when you like actually are put in an environment where they fucking work your ass into the fucking ground and then you see yourself getting better and you see yourself having more success, it teaches you a lesson that you can then carry on into the rest of your life so that whenever you doubt yourself in anything you're doing, understand that this is a real law of nature and that you actually are in control of yourself and your destiny. That's something that you learn from that sport more than most sports because it's an individual sport. You don't have the rest. When you go out there, it's you versus the other guy. Yeah, there's a team element to it, but ultimately it's all eyes on you and it's you versus the other guy and it's you versus you. And that has never been valued at that school to the point where they treat it like this second class fucking sport to the point where they're literally making these kids come in like they're renting out a room at the YMCA when in reality that's the fucking wrestling room and you shouldn't have to fucking play second fiddle to the goddamn cheerleaders I'm sorry no offense to the fucking cheerleaders but Come on, it's is, the wrestling room. Let's be real, is the cheerleading team even that big? Is it that big? Do they need the whole room? Could we figure out a way to share it? Or perhaps even could we have a discussion and just say, look, like, I, I don't know. All I'm saying is it got me fucking amped up to the point where I was like, I'm gonna, I'm going to email the athletic department. Mm. And I know it sounds weird, but... <laughs> yeah, because you have no horse in this race, right? You don't have a I, kid going to Towson. You're, you know, we're coming up on our what 13 year reunion yeah. of graduating yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and and the truth is it's like i don't but i do because i feel like as an alumnus of that program um if i have it within my capacity to at least put a little pressure on them talk to the other guys and be like yo are you guys aware of this situation like call up the other wrestlers jesse fucking yan people like that that like had respectable careers there and are respected within the school to be like, dude, like, you know, we need to have a, a more fair arrangement here because this is clearly hurting the team and this is something that I feel like you guys are completely overlooking. And look, I know how that shit works because I'm older now. And the reality is they just don't want the fucking heat. That's why they fucking already did all the shit that they did diluting the program down to where you can't do this and you can't say that and you can't have them do this and you can't have them think that because pressure outside pressure and they just want to avoid outside pressure well how about we give them outside pressure in another direction how about we say hey guys um this is fucking bullshit and we have fucking 10 15 alumni alumni that are saying like you know like donating to the program things like that and like this is what we'd like to see out of the program we believe in this thing i don't care if you don't but like even if it means nothing i do think that that kind of becomes if i could do anything for everything that that program did for me, then I, I feel like I should try, you know? And like, I guess the whole reason I bring any of this up is because uh, I realized like that Pozel, the guy who was like a state champ in 02, came back and coached my junior and senior year. He was like 27 at the time. And he seemed like such an adult guy. And now I'm literally three years older than he was when he came back and coached. And it just, little things like that are what really like hit you. Like, wow, I'm older significantly older than this guy that I thought was like this fucking grown ass adult at yeah. the time, you know? And then it just, then you kind of have to change your perspective and it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not involved with the school. I'm not really involved with the program, but you know, 
I, these kids are in a position where they don't know what the fuck is going on and they don't have a leg to stand on. The problem with that program is they don't have any teachers, as far as I'm aware, that are involved. Usually, if you have a teacher at the school who's also a coach, they kind of have some leverage. They can be like, you know, they're also, you know, they can kind of talk to the administration. When you just have a bunch of outside guys coming in, they don't have any way to like, you know, debate and negotiate with the school. They're just outsider guys. They get, they deal with it, whatever they're given. So it's like, you know, if, if we could figure out a way to kind of work something out for the benefit of these kids, I would like to see that happen. So anyway, regardless, last thing I wanted to touch upon, uh, keeping it in the gym context, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the, uh, the videos going around with the, uh, the girls filming dudes looking at them at the gym. Not really. You didn't see any of that? No. It's been a big thing going around. Uh, That's not, a new trend on TikTok? It's a new trend on TikTok. Okay. It's a new trend on TikTok where girls go to the gym and work out and film themselves working out and then like like just film a guy looking at them and then like make like a post about it. Mm. Or they'll like film them like yelling at the guy for looking at them or something like that. Which uh, I got to say, it's a scary time to be a guy at the gym now. <laughs> It's a scary time <laughs> to be a guy at the gym. You know, you want to talk about, look, I agree. There are guys that are yeah, fucking. There's definitely some creeps at the gym. There are creeps at the gym. But here's the issue. Again, going back to the Leo thing and going back to the putting stuff out there to entrap people thing. Uh, I We talked about that guy who goes to the gym, who is like this really super jacked, good looking black guy who would like constantly talk to chicks and like walk up to them. And I have at towards the end, I was like, ah, I feel like this guy's a little aggressive. Like he probably does make girls feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And like, but that was like his whole thing. And he had a lot of success. He had a lot of success. Um, I could never be that guy. I never have been that guy. Um, however, uh, if you're just going to like, like, I don't know if you've been to a public gym recently. Mm -mm. Uh, but the the attire there is what I guess my point is what is creepy what is creepy you know because a lot of these videos are just like a guy like and then you'll see him like mouth like damn he doesn't walk up to her he doesn't say anything he doesn't like make her feel uncomfortable I think in one of the videos he like walks up and like helps her with a weight or something like that, mm -hmm. but it's like completely harmless. And it's like, now the good thing is that the, the reception from the internet is uh, basically saying like, come on, why are you fucking like, this guy's not doing anything, you know? But I also understand that there are guys that are like that. But again, it just kind of goes back to that thing where it's like, I, I can personally attest that uh, the, the clothing that is considered normal for working out is a little egregious it's yeah, I mean, a little egregious for guys and girls but, i feel like workout clothing somehow became like uh you know you know like thermals that you put on mm -hmm. like when it's cold and mm -hmm. it's like very skin tight it's basically just leggings for dudes mm -hmm. i feel like thermals are essentially just just got rebranded as gym clothing yes well, yeah, and and look, it does go both ways. I go I go to the fucking gym in a fucking hoodie and sweatpants, and you know what? I don't think anybody's looking at me. Um, every now and then I'll wear a fucking cutoff, and I still don't really think anybody's looking at me, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Um, but it like we kind of have to take a step back and be like, 
you can't expect when I'm sorry, I just believe this. If the standard now is I'm going to walk into the gym as a chick in borderline nothing in fucking like like fucking ass shorts that don't even cover the crack of my ass that are literally designed to wedge up into the crack of your ass mm. and then a fucking midriff thing and I'm going to wear makeup because everyone knows you need to wear makeup when you work out at the gym. This is, of course, a given. I never go to the gym without my makeup. So I can't talk. Uh, are we really now going to say that any guy who notices it is a fucking creep? Are we going to sit here and go and say, oh shit, look, there's a video of this guy glancing at me. He's a fucking weirdo. It's like... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a you know, snake eating its tail argument. Because it's like, okay, why are you going to the gym in the first place? Because you want to feel better about yourself. You want people to appreciate your body. Mm -hmm. interesting and then they're doing that wow yeah and then and then of course the age-old uh argument which is uh women don't dress like that for men they dress like that for other women or they dress like that for themselves i don't believe you listen i don't believe i don't want to get into an argument where your point is um what was she wearing (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, uh, you know, like you said, you go to the gym in baggy sweatpants and a baggy sweatshirt. Like, they can do the same thing. Well, like, because this, again, there's there's levels to this argument. There, of course, is no, at no point does something someone's wearing grant you the the right to go and fucking do something actually, like... For sure. Obviously. But that's not this discussion. This discussion is kind of the the face tattoo argument where it's like if you get a face tattoo and walk into public with tattoos on your face and you catch someone looking at you slightly sideways yeah you can't make a video ostracizing that person you are putting you have to understand like i understand that most regular human beings understand like i know that depending on how i dress that day and present myself to the public, I'll be perceived differently. If I walked around Towson in a three-piece suit, I guarantee you I would be regarded differently by every single person I talk to than if I walked around in baggy sweatpants and a fucking Pete Davidson hoodie. People just regard you differently because you made a conscious decision to put yourself out there to the public as a certain thing. If you are making a conscious decision to go to the gym in the most revealing type of clothing possible, you cannot act surprised if people notice. This is, again, where it gets taken too far. Again, people are going to go, oh, 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 this is the what was she wearing. No, it's not the what was she wearing. It's the fact that you, just like I do, could wear a fucking hoodie and sweatpants. You could, but you don't. You don't. So you go there, and then you're going to get fucking mad if on camera you catch a guy look at your ass? Yeah. One, well, the the weird part about that, too, is like, you know you're making a video for it, and you're probably going to do some extra shit for the video just to... You're like, you're throwing fucking blood into the sharks at that point. Exactly. Look, I mean, dudes can't escape the fact... It is, look, guys are... We are wired that way. We're wired to notice. We have to tame ourselves. 
Guys are the nicest males in the animal kingdom. We are the most tame. Human males are the best at being gentlemen, certainly. Uh, we are pretty tame, but we still have the wiring where it goes, oh shit, like, look at this, you know? So that's a natural thing. You're going into this fucking environment and you're doing that. And it's like, look, nobody's complaining. I'm not complaining. Uh, and I do understand that there's a line, but like, you know, if I'm fucking wearing a cutoff and I'm doing bicep curls and I catch some chick looking at my arms, I'm just like, all right, well, I did wear a fucking cutoff. I am fucking busting these curls out right now. I can't really blame her. You know, it's just, it's just a trend that's going around that, uh, honestly, just to close this out, I will say I have noticed that we're kind of swinging back as a society to being like, all right, shut the fuck up. I feel like I feel like we're kind of leveling out a little bit. Some people disagree with me when I say that. Some people go, uh, no, it's it's just still getting worse. It's worse, worse, worse. But uh, from the from everything I can tell, I feel like people like I've noticed the reception. It's been a refreshing reception to see people be like, dude, shut the fuck up. That guy didn't do anything, you know. And so maybe we're on the right track. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Only time will tell. We'll see. Jim Shark. That segment was brought to you by Jim Shark. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's been a fun one. Uh, but all wanna, good things come to an end. If you wanna, you know, catch one of Jimmy's shows at Ooh. Sophomore MD. Maybe I'll be able to Jimmy Celeski off these beer cans to tell you about my shows. Um. This weekend, boys, you know what it is. It's Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, Friday, February 10th, the band is at the horse you came in on for what I have dubbed as Fifth String Friday. I got fucking 10 likes on that post. <laughs> Why? Why? Spent a lot of time making that flyer. 10 likes? I had to hide the likes. I'm embarrassed of myself. What does fifth string mean? It's like I was making a joke saying like Valentine's Day is like Tuesday, right? Mm. And then in the restaurant industry, we had this joke where like if you took somebody out the night before, that that was like your side chick. Mm -hmm. So the one year I worked at Towson Cheesecake, uh, Valentine's Day was on a Monday. And so that Sunday, we called it Side Chick Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I kind of ran with that joke and I was like, well, Tuesday's for your, your main. And then you got Baby Mama Monday, Side Chick Sunday, Second Side Chick Saturday, and Fifth String Friday. And the tagline was, of course, dig down deep in your depth chart and bring that not-so-special someone to the horse this weekend. Mm. Um, you know, not the greatest fucking concept in the world, but I put a picture of Lady in the Tramp. I put a fucking heart tattoo with Sophomore. <laughs> like, I made some fucking, you know, some effort. You know, so we're going to be there. Uh, hopefully get more than 10 likes at our show. Uh, Saturday, I'll be at Brews and Barrels. Saturday, February 11th, 7 to 10 down in Gaithersburg in the Kentlands. Yes, sir. And uh, Saturday, I'll be uh, recording and shooting Matt Brown's comedy special. Matt Brown's debut comedy special at the port in Fells Point. So... I think the late the early show is sold out, so there's some tickets for the late show if anyone wants to come check that out. I'm excited that there's a late show, so I'll I'm actually gonna try to make it. The boy in the back. 
starts at what, 9.30, the late show? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the late show just got added. I'm not sure about the information. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be sweet, dude. Shouts out Matt Brown. Shouts out Trap Podcast. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Trap Trap. Um, yeah. Other than that, at LFTS Podcast across the board. Yes, sir. And, and Eric uh, Glazer for the rare, you know, outings that I do. The rare outings. Uh, till next week, folks. Peace. peace.